Hello, and welcome to the World We Live In podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. Alongside me is my sister, Erin. Join us as we explore the amazing, mysterious aspects of our planet's cultures, history, and future trends. Yo, what's going on? We are back. We are back. I think it's been like three weeks. It has to be. Maybe a month. Yeah. I just moved out of a new apartment, and... um, you're finishing up your semester of school. Yep. And uh, yeah, right before Thanksgiving, we decided to get together. A little rest time. Yep. Yep. Time a to few, do a podcast. A few days off will be nice. Um, yeah, it'll be nice. We, um, well, first I should say, what you been up to? Um, what have I been up to? Well, I feel as if I've had a lot more time on my hands. Since soccer ended. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I've just been catching up on sleep, mm-hmm. you know, doing new workouts and fun things. That's good. Always that I can good. just enjoy. So it's been nice. I, other than that, just trying to get through school. Yes. As you know. Yeah, the end is always, uh, always rough. Yeah, but yeah. enjoying that it's finally cold here or I cooler know. here. Yeah, it is in cooler. Tennessee. Yeah, the nights are the nights are just getting really chilly. Mm-hmm. And then I had to wear gloves last night when I was driving home. It's so cold. Yeah, it's getting really the cold. The steering wheel. I just need a heated steering wheel, I think, is the problem. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't even have heated seats. No, you don't. That, that is definitely a must-have on my next <laughs> vehicle. Yeah, um, for sure. What have you been up to? Anything Yeah, I mean, noteworthy? we just, just moved into a new place, which we are in, and... Um, other than work and working out, I, well, yeah, I haven't really been up to much. Yeah, yeah. But the new, the new place is a big deal. Yeah, the new place is it's it's great. Um, out of the city, um, I don't know to those of you who are listening. I don't know if you're city folk or or <laughs> not, but I had a just about. I'm not outside of the city, no. but I'm in a lesser. Like you can't see the city. Yeah, you can't see the city. <laughs> it's still it's still a lot of people around, but it's not mm-hmm. the city, and I'm sure that makes sense. But yeah, it's it's great. Um, out near some woods. Beautiful. And uh, and I was just about to hit the record button, and then the train runs by. I was like, let's hold off for a second. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah, things you got to deal with. That's not different. I know. I know. Than the city, but. No, that's true. I mean, we were getting woken up by construction at 7 a.m. every every morning. So. Well. Okay, this is, I guess, sort of relating to getting woken up out of sleep. But for the past two nights, I've been, like, literally so close to being asleep. Uh And then, like, I hear, like, a really loud noise. Okay. But I swear they're not as loud as it sounds when you're in, like, a sleep. Yeah, I know what you mean. So then I'm like, well, what? Like, Like, last night, I swear, like, my picture fell off the wall. It's like a canvas. And I swear it fell off. No. It was still there. And so I was like, I don't know what that was, but I was really pissed off, honestly, because mm. I was so comfy and in, like, almost asleep. Yeah. It was just annoying, but kind of creepy. I'm not quite sure what it was. Hmm. So. See, I don't have a problem going to sleep, so I get woken up by things. Yeah. Like, I get if I'm not, like, super tired and I'm not in a deep sleep, I'll get woken up by, like, the air conditioning coming on. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll click on. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And then I go back to sleep, but. Yeah. yeah. Going to sleep's never the issue for me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so I was on another podcast the other day. Um, yeah, shout it out. Yeah, called Legit Bat Podcast. Um, and they are great, 
great people seem like great people uh had a chat for them on their sunday shit show which is just like a live stream they do so um if you're listening go check them out um, they're on i listen to them on spotify um but they're on all the all the big spots so legit bat podcast and um yeah go Got listen them. yeah they're good they're uh, they do a lot more conspiracy stuff which is great which i love because <laughs> I don't get into discussing a lot of conspiracy. Yeah. We discuss more paranormal stuff, but... Um, it's fun to talk about sometimes. Oh, yeah, it's the great. conspiracies. I saw this funnel of conspiracies where it was like most, um, most out of touch with reality, basically, mm. to like skinnying it down to like... Um, oh, what were some of the ones that were like... Legit could be actually. Yeah, it was. Um, damn, I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> but you know, if you thought about conspiracies, like which ones like actually yeah made sense, or which ones have been declassified, like MK Ultra. I don't. Know, I, I know you don't know a lot about MK Ultra, but mm-hmm. basically, this that the CIA did mind control uh, tests or experiments on uh, individuals. Okay. Yeah, and then there are some other ones, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like JFK. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff like that. Fair. Uh, well, cool. We I actually we're gonna talk about Men in Black today, and I don't think, at least, I cannot remember actually doing Men in Black stories on here. They may have been referenced at certain points, but um, and I shouldn't just say Men in Black because there are both genders. Um. There are also women in black stories. Yeah. Yeah. Lesser known, I think, but um, there are women in black stories. Mm -hmm. So we will go over some men in black and women in black stories. Um, But, like, first off, um, I know some people have at least heard of men in black, but don't know, like, how deep it actually Mm -hmm. goes. And it goes pretty deep. I was one of them. It goes pretty deep, yeah. So, obviously, the popularized movie series, Men in Black, I think at least some people know from reference. But um, the Men in Black phenomenon in itself is much more terrifying. Um, (laughs) people, uh, People are left with, like, nightmares and visions and... Um, some people supposedly, not saying it's the root cause, but some people have died after seeing Men in Black. Um, that's great. Yeah. So, but, but also they've had like, they get like mysterious, threatening, intimidating phone calls from Men in Black. They like show up, um, their stories after, um. You know Mothman, right? Mm-hmm. Mothman at Point Pleasant, like, people say they witnessed men in black uh, questioning them mm-hmm. after uh, after Mothman and um, other encounters out in um, Point Pleasant. Uh, that place is just... Point Pleasant? Well, did... <laughs> <laughs> there was a bug. I just heard it buzzing Well, where'd around. it go? I don't know. Well, you're going to have to kill it. I know. Eric? Anyway. Yeah, anyway. it's Mothman. Um, yeah, <laughs> Mothman. Yeah, exactly. It's sitting right outside. Yeah, telling um, us to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, what was I saying? Um, yeah, just they 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 have this era of like a threat. They're like a threat, but they're also not human. They seem to be um, some sort of robotic mm-hmm. synthetic 
humanoid of some sort, but a lot of different accounts, a lot of different um, uh, reports. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Oh, it's a stink bug. Nah, it's one of those water bugs. Well, this is fun. Look, it's, it's being mean- magnified <laughs> by the sun coming through the blinds. What's well, okay? We'll proceed on. Yeah, we're good. It's, but you're if, gonna have to. Yeah, if it. it gets interrupted, oh. we'll just we'll just hit it. I have this, I have a little rag. I have a little rag right here, actually. I'll get him. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so as I said earlier, um, not only is men in black are men in black a phenomenon, but women in black are a phenomenon. And Aaron is gonna go into. Um, some women in black, and I'm going to finish off with some Loch Ness men in black stories. All right. Get my mind off this bug that's crawling up the blinds. So, women in black. So, I guess to start, um, there's honestly, the stories are, like, really, really, really creepy. And yes. they describe, like, a lot of different sensory things that are disgusting. But it's great. So I guess to start, we'll start with a story in 1930. So there was this family of Bridgeport, Connecticut. They were the Bender family. And it actually happens that a man named Albert Bender of this same family um, almost single-handedly began the Men in Black mystery um, in the early 50s. Uh, Bender, after establishing a bureau that I think is maybe one of the best ever. What's it called? The International Flying Saucer Bureau. Yeah. Was visited and threatened with, and this is very, I feel like, consistent. There's Mm -hmm. a trio of pale, skinny, Mm -hmm. like, people. Yes. That show up as wearing black. The number number three pops up quite a bit. Yeah. Um, So this basically set the scene of this family, and they just continued to have a terrible time. But... So, basically what he said happened when these people showed up was that they materialized right in his bedroom, which happened to be a converted attic, and they described this house as, like, something you would see in the movie Psycho, (laughs) and amid an overpowering stench of sulfur. So, basically, they're saying it's not, like, unbelievable that this happened to this family. So... Um, oh, yes, Point Pleasant. Yeah, I know it was mentioned. Yeah, so basically it mentions the Mothman, um, and the women in black actually turned up in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, um, in the 1960s, and they claimed to be census takers, um, and these pale-faced women in black practically forced their way into the homes of the witnesses to Mothman. And it began it began these questions as just normal questions, like what you would see in a census, like the number of people in your household, like income, number of rooms in the property and whatnot. But then quickly it became intrusive questions about strange dreams, weird telephone interference, and beliefs regarding the world of things, all paranormal. So obviously they act like they're there for a normal purpose, yeah. but are not. I mean, they gotta have some disguise. Yeah. yeah. But quickly, you're like, what is this? What's happening? So, moving to 1987, Bruce Lee, a book editor for Morrow. Morrow? 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 Yeah. 
had an experience with a women in black type character in an uptown New York bookstore. I just love the scene of this one also. Just a bookstore like that's I feel like uh, I feel like I'm in a Seinfeld I'm... skit. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Lee's attention to this woman, short, wrapped in a wool hat and long scarf, wearing large black sunglasses behind, which could be seen huge mad dog eyes, um, was prompted by something strange and synchronistic. She and her odd partner were speed reading. <laughs> Speed reading the pages of then newly published UFO themed book Communion, which is I know you don't aren't familiar I don't, with not. The, the, a lot of the UFO uh, literature, but that is arguably one of the most famous. Okay, yeah, Whitley Strieber's Communion book. Okay, it's about his encounters with uh, Greys in mm-hmm. upstate New York. Okay, mm-hmm. so which these weird ladies are speed reading? They were perusing. Yep. <laughs> so. Um, Bruce Lee exited the store, and he was terrified by the appearance and the, the hostile air that the pair oozed in his presence. Mm. So the women in black, realizing they'd been rumbled, um, made exits and always before law enforcement were on the scene. So they always just they got out there right escaped. before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they obviously just always smell bad or like... They smell like sulfur, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's gross. But um, in his book, Walking Among, Among Us, um, David Jacobs says that some ET hybrid are described as looking sickly and having extremely smooth and pale skin. Mm. And the pale skin is in like every encounter. Yeah. So, um, and they're like really skinny. I don't know. But this was just like the women in black. So yeah. he talks about this hybrid thing being greatly overdressed for the summer and his slick down hairstyle was wrong and that too is reminiscent of many women in black reports along with men in black but um both often arrive at the homes of witnesses in vintage black cars of course and these things can drive so these things are described as wearing wigs and the female have like really long fake black hair that's like kind of like just like what you'd see in a Weird horror movie yeah. is what I picture. Yeah. yeah, I want a story of a Men in Black who used Uber. Oh, that's that is what I'm looking for. Well, yeah, I would love that. I as mean, well. that would be that would be ultimate. Just like hops out of a uh, butterfly door Tesla. Well, have you heard of this rideshare service called Earth Rides? No. So it's. Only really expensive cars. What's it called? Earth rides. I think because all the cars electric? are electric. Oh, uh, okay. And that's what I picture men in black arriving in is earth ride cars because mm-hmm. they're like butterfly door Teslas and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But, okay, this is my favorite. Oh, this is a good one. It's so good. Yeah, this is a good one. Okay. So I was reading this like a little bit ago yeah. and uh, our mother was there. And I was reading it not knowing how it ended, and we were, like, dying. But So, this is about a man named Dan Selden, and he was a factory worker in Cleveland, Ohio. And in 1985, he contacted a man named Bud Hopkins, um, a noted abduction researcher and the author of Missing Time, which was about an experience in 1969. So, it all went down when Selden was out in a nearby Cleveland woods with a bunch of friends. 
So he's had vague memories of a huge object hanging in the sky, a blinding light that lit up the trees, and a period of time that is just like vanished. Um, were the main parts of this story, but something significant obviously occurred. So two months after contacting this Bud Hopkins, Selden visited him in New York, where hypnosis was used to try and secure like what actually happened that he couldn't remember. And um, so it was a traumatic event that he ended up remembering about being taken on board a UFO by these frightening looking creatures and then being subjected to like a bunch of medical procedures and tests and stuff and they were like taking his sperm yep you know the deal very common yeah so yeah but he had a dream and a couple months before he ended up getting hypnotized but so he told this story to the guy who was testing him and he said that he was in bed really early in the morning and he found himself wide awake so he saw this thing standing in the shadows and it was like 20 feet away, but they were a trio of large headed, emotionless humanoids with black eyes, all dressed in black. But then like a woman appeared Mm. like a human looking woman though. And he describes like her eyes were like looked evil, but that she looked pretty as well because she had this long, sorry, long black hair but no teeth, but that she somehow still looked pretty. And I'm mm. like, first of all, messed up. If she was smiling, probably not. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. If she was smirking. They were, her eyes were black and shiny as hell, he mm. describes it, and blacker than hell, actually. So as he stared upwards at the woman, she then mounted him, and then he ejaculated. And he got the vibe that she wasn't pleased with what had happened, but it's because he had had a vasectomy. So, Uh, obviously, she just, yeah. But, you know, how it goes. Yeah, that's how (laughs) But I mean... That is funny. Like, what? Yeah, I mean, I know you haven't listened to a lot of UFO stories, but this is very common. Yeah? Yeah, very common from people who... Not so much the mounting and the and basically the sexual intercourse, <laughs> but the um, but the extraction of sperm and yes. some sort of like, um, sh- uh, what's the term like, shadow memory or okay. uh, cover memory, basically that okay. like, um, so they can't remember what actually happened. They can't remember what actually happened, or or they or they remember seeing like, um, a deer. Or some sort of animal, mm-hmm. and then everything else goes blank, and then there's missing time. Interesting. Or like he said, they have to go back into, they have to be hypnotized yeah. and go through regression yeah. to get it out. Yeah. So. Wow. But yeah, th- that's pretty crazy. It is crazy. Um. But yeah, all of them just are very. It's like very just uneasy, and they're just very creepy. Well, in that last one, it's almost like the woman wasn't. With she the wasn't with them. It's yeah. like she was, that or maybe, or maybe she was, but he, she was somehow disguised. I also kind of feel like the the threes when they come in groups of threes mm-hmm. are like a precursor to like yeah. something yeah. else. Yeah, that's a good. And point. sometimes they just get what they need and leave. Yep. But I feel like, you know, there could be someone following them. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Update. I, I don't see Is it, it gone? Behind, no, I think it's behind one of the, that's really, one of the shades. Well, good. Yeah. 
I'll have to find it. <laughs> I've only I've only killed two so far. Oh, there's also a ladybug. Oh, well, that's, um, ladybugs are fine. Those are good luck. Okay. Can I use that? Okay. Well, what uh, do you got for us? Yeah, so... Loch Ness Yes, stuff. so everyone knows of Loch Ness, obviously, in Scotland. Um, there are many lochs in Scotland. It's just a very deep um, lake. So there are a lot of there are many many lochs, but Loch Ness is famous obviously because of the Loch Ness monster, or lack thereof. Um, but this is concerning men in black encounters on Loch Ness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Double whammy. Also, um, for those of you that might be deeper into the rabbit hole than the rest, um, Alistair Crowley, who. It was a uh, occultist, famous occultist, and sex magic. Um, Ooh. Which that's a that's a whole rabbit hole I can go down another time. But basically, it's um, creating, summoning, or creating uh, demons via basically sexual energy. Oh, yeah, it, it's very weird. Very weird. How does he weird. relate to this? He had a house on or in the vicinity oh. of Loch Ness. Oh. So I, it's a very weird um, – we've actually done a story of um, a guy who went to Aleister Crowley's house um, that was back in the 60s. Um, that, that, was a, that was when Kyle was still on here, so that was a while ago. Oh, wow. But a weird guy and like uh, – that I'm just saying that to say that Loch Ness is not just a lock where Nessie lives. Like it's a weird, very weird place. Got it. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, so these 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 encounters on Loch Ness are a bit strange. Um, they're they're not they're not anything like you were talking about. But um, so this first one is. About a man named Alex Alistair, Alistair Baxter, and he visited Loch Ness back in '68. Um, seemed like he was just visiting it, trying to experience something, um, visit um, or maybe see La Nessie, uh, but he didn't. Um, however, he did come across some. Weird phenomena and men in black. So he um, he got woken up one night by this floating orange ball about the size of a soccer ball where he was staying. He was in like a tent and this humming noise. So it was the orange ball and the humming noise. And the orange ball like hovered in front of his area and then shot out to the lock and then straight up into the sky. Wow. And the humming disappeared with it as well. The next morning before he was eat before he well I guess he had gotten up and was going to eat breakfast, but before he he ate breakfast these three men in black um encou- like encountered him or like it sounded like they kind of like jumped him. Um and they asked him uh, if he had seen anything weird. And they were all dressed, obviously dressed in black suits. And they asked him if, if he'd seen anything strange. Um, he felt uneasy about the whole thing. So he said no, he hadn't seen anything. 
And then I guess one of the uh, men in black gave him a smile saying, we might return. And Baxter just sat there, like, very unsettled. And these guys just walked into the woods and disappeared. (laughs) Might be back, might not. Yeah. Um, After this, he had, Alistair, had this dream, apparently, for three nights that... This tall, bigfoot beast was pacing outside his tent, and that after it did that, it headed down to the shores of the lock, where <laughs> upon a starlit sky, it tilted its head back and did one of those big uh, bigfoot uh, like yelps, like when they wail. Yeah, like one of their wails. Yeah, and. Um, and then just stared at the black water. And the nightmare always ended with a gigantic nuclear cloud explosion in the distance and the beginning of a third world war and the end of our civilization. Um, <laughs> that could not have been more extreme, so, I don't think. So, yeah, pretty weird. Yeah. Pretty weird. Wow. Um. This other story goes back to September of 1866, and this is of a sighting of a mournful-looking man in black attire near the hills of... I'm not sure how to pronounce this because I know some old Scottish words are very strange, but Loch Endorb, and it's roughly 50 miles from Loch Ness. Um... And this man in black terrified this farmer who was tending, I think, to his sheep or um, or some his his area of land. And this farmer just he didn't want anything to do with it. So this guy just this guy fled, um, thinking that this man in black was a shape shifting kelpie, which is a Scottish folklore creature. That oh. basically shapeshifts and then like takes humans. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um So he thought that's what it was, so he was like, see ya. Yeah, he thought that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he had some other he didn't have the men in black in uh-huh. mind. It sounded like he had the Kelpie um yeah. folklore in the back of his head. Um But it's within fifty miles is really not that far of a distance. Yeah. I mean for Men in Black encounters. It's not like they happen yeah. all the time. But to be something about that area is um, speculated that Men in Black have some sort of interest in that yeah, area. So definitely. So, yeah, this, this next one um, is a bit weird. Um, mainly because... Um, Wait, is this the one? I can't remember. I can't remember. I don't think this is the one where the guy dies. But anyway, um, so this guy was this guy named Ted Holiday. Um, he spent apparently a lot of time at. Now the name sounds familiar, but I can't put a can't put a situation to it. But he um, he spent a lot of time in the sixties and seventies and wrote books about Loch Ness, um, and. 
apparently on June 2nd, 1973, um, there was a full-blown exorcism of the lock. Um, and one wow. that was apparently designed to banish the monsters and everything surrounding its dark waters from the lock. Um, and this was, this was, so I guess Holiday was there, and then this guy uh, who did the exorcism was a guy named Donald, Donald Omond. A guy named Donald Omond, and um, so... I guess after this happened, the morning after, Holiday took a walk down to the lock. And as he did so, Holiday saw this man that was like on the banks of the lock, about 90 feet from Holiday. Um, this character was dressed in all black from head to toe. Um, And Holiday said he felt a strong sense of malevolence, cold, and passionless. Um, Holiday described him as dressed in black plastic. Wow. His hands were covered. And his head was covered with something that looked like a motorcycle helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, Holiday walked over to this guy... And was feet away from him, and apparently the guy just didn't recognize Holiday's uh-huh. presence at all. It's like he wasn't even there. Yeah. Um, Holiday said there were no eyes behind this guy's goggles. That's, yep. Very strange. Um, so Holiday did this, did this interesting move where he basically pretended he was falling and then reached out to grab this guy for support. Because he didn't know if he was physical or some sort of oh. apparition. Uh-huh. Um, but apparently Holiday was prevented from doing that when the sounds of whistling and unintelligible whispering filled the air. And this guy just dematerialized. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Holiday was freaked out. And... Yeah, that he, he was just... I mean... From what Holiday says, this guy just disappeared, and Holiday had no way to like basically rationalize it. So he was just like, "Well, that couldn't have been." Yeah, it couldn't have been real. Real, but and that's the end of the story. Um, however, uh, there is there is a. There is a bit more to it, so I, I was I was correct. So this is from a different article. Oh. This is from a different article that Ted Holliday had a serious heart attack at the very same spot where that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, bef- like after? Uh-huh, in 79. Okay. And... That's weird. Yeah. That is so weird. So... That is, uh... Those are some of the story. I I know there's more, but that was uh, that was just some snapshots into the. I mean, Loch Ness is a weird place. I don't ever want to go. No, no. Mm-mm. Also, pictures of it, like the water's so dark. Really? Yeah, it's. I mean, I wanna. Yeah, it's super dark and just like, I'm. You may you know that guy Jeremy Wade? Jeremy. The, yeah, 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 yeah. River monsters. 
he um he tried to uh like scuba in Loch Ness because he was on the hunt for the Loch Ness monster <laughs> in one of his episodes. And uh he like you can't see underneath the water. Like it's so dark. That is terrifying. Yeah, and it's I don't know how deep it is, but it is very deep for an inland lake. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's I've heard that that's the weird part about it, that it's just its own thing, and it's so deep, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not super, nor- not normally how it goes. Wow. Well. Um, I just wanted to clarify, I was just looking at my notes again, Holiday had a heart <laughs> attack a year after that incident, but didn't die until okay. 79. Okay. Yes, just to be clear on that. Um, any, anyway, anyway, you cut it. Very strange encounters. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wonder if someone was actually there or, or some fiend was actually there that just disappeared or if he saw like some sort of time slip. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what it seems like. The time slip? It was like a time slip. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Cause especially since it was so vivid. Uh-huh. You know, most like, most hallucin- hallucinations are... Stuff like that isn't so vivid. Yeah. That's another thing. But time slips are vivid. Because it was actually... Yeah, like, you remember that one story we did about the, um, the guy... I think it was in, like, southern Louisiana or Mississippi, and they were driving... Uh, they were, like, salesmen or something. They were driving, and a car passed was them. Was it, like, an ambulance or something? No, that was that, oh, a that was one? a different one. But oh. That's a that that did happen too. Yeah, <laughs> no, they were driving and they saw like license plates that said like nineteen forty three or something. Oh, and the car was like really old, and there was a woman yes. in there. But the details. My point in saying that is the details are very specific in time slips. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So. Um, I still have like I'm like traumatized by the McDonald's one. That was that was strange. One. Yeah. Do you remember it? Like what it was? Yeah. Do you remember it? Well, yeah. The guy was like, it was. I think it was just him, and he was like, he left his, like house. He pulled out of his driveway, and then everything started to be weird. Like the lights like flickered, <clears throat> and then it like all changed, and then like the was McDonald's it like the pricing weird. Yeah. It was like in a they different... didn't accept um, cash yeah. at all. Yeah. And like, yeah. It was just super weird. Like, everything was just weird. Yeah, that was like an alternate dimension type yeah. of stuff. It seemed like everything was, like, slightly off. And then once he got back to where the light flickered in his neighborhood, it was, like, back to normal. Yeah, that's yeah, that's creepy. I was like, no. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Man. Um, well, needless to say, there is no shortage of creepy stuff out there. Um, creepy Very stories. True. I just, I don't know. If I had to encounter a time slip or Men in Black, I'd probably want to do a time slip. Me too. I think it would honestly be so cool. Yeah. Just, I don't want to get stuck. No, me neither. Because those are stories you don't hear. <laughs> well, understandably. Understandably. Because they ain't back yet. Yeah, they're coming back. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, that's all I got. Yep. Um... We, yeah, we'll probably, I mean, we got, we're pretty much off for the holidays and um, mm-hmm. all our family's in town. So um, definitely be looking for some, I know there, there actually are some really weird Christmas stories. 
Yes. Uh, about like weird Santa Claus entities like entering <laughs> homes. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. We have to do a bunch of those. Yeah, I know there are stories I've heard before, um, just about weird Santa Claus stuff. Maybe we might have to hit that Reddit rabbit hole. Ooh. There were some. Uh, what was that? Was a few episodes ago we did Reddit stories. I think it was part of the. It was either the alternate dimensions or the time slips we were on Reddit. Yeah, for. well, yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, uh, phone calls from the dead. Oh, phone yeah, calls yeah, from yeah, the yeah. dead. Yep. Yep. That was it. Yeah. So we might have to venture down that for some Christmas ghosts. Um. Some creepy, some creepy Saint Nick's, yeah. <laughs> or maybe like, um, like other cultures Christmas versions. Of, yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. Like Germany's got some fucked up Christmas. Yeah, they do stories like Krampus and um, just some other weird. They, but they're all like um, threatening. Yeah, they are. There's like a don't go out because there's something outside. Right. Yeah. But for us, it's don't go out because if you're not asleep, that's true. Santa's, Santa's not, not coming. Gonna, yep. So take your pick, I guess. Santa's not going to break into your house. It's a shame. All I know is I'm eating the cookies this year. <laughs> okay. He's He doesn't need them. Uh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> um, cool. Well, we... Well, I should say, you can find us at... Um, World we live in podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Um, tell us what you think. Send us stories. We'd love some stories. That'd be fun. Some listener stories. Yes, please send them. Yes. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, find us on Twitter at World We Live Pod and Instagram at World We Live in Podcast. When is this? Uh... When are we releasing this episode? This will be out on Thanksgiving. Okay. Yep. Well, if you're listening on Thanksgiving, hope it's great. The, if you so choose to. Yeah. While you're your driving. Face. Yeah. Listen to us while you're driving. Yeah. Um, there you go. The World We Live In podcast on Instagram. The World We Live In the, podcast. Yes. yes. Some, some accounts, it just depends on what you're using. Some yeah. can't, some like it's already taken for the and then. It's not for others. Yeah. But anyway, um, cool. Well, thank you all for listening, and please stay safe out there, and we'll catch you next time.